So Maggie, this is a ROM supernatural com sitcom on Hulu that consists of 13 episodes. It stars Rebecca Rittenhouse and comes from the creative team who did Life in Pieces. We're analyzing the first episode, giving our take. The first well, you, epi- didn't, you didn't watch the first episode. I did. Well, we're still analyzing yeah. it together. From the abilities that you saw from her, like, what were her, like, limitations? This reminded me a lot of, actually, a short film I watched, like, over 10 years ago. It's based on a short film, but from 2019. Yeah. This so was not the in, same one. Yeah, this was made in, like, 2012 or 2011, where this guy, like, had his own psychic abilities. And it reminded me of that because in this show, she sometimes sees how, like, relationships or just people that she know how those are going to end. Is it she- always relationship advice that she's giving? Or does anybody go up there and be like, I need to know how I die? Uh, we only see her use her power like a couple times okay but whenever she does it seems like it's always about like who they're going to marry or like who they're going to end up with in the end so always relationship yeah and one thing that i found weird though is that she's almost like a therapist i didn't know this but like psychics apparently have their own psychics just like how therapists have their own therapists i don't think that's true i think they made that up for the show oh that sounds like a made up that but that seemed like the coolest part of it because i was like yeah i guess yeah and uh, I'm sure they're aware of other psychics in the field, but they, but I can't imagine them all going to like conferences and being like, well, we all need to make sure that we're all protected with our own psychic. <laughs> so though, it seemed like a cool idea in the end. And then I, I guess, said, yeah, it seems also like networking of psychics. <laughs> yeah. And it seemed like there also really isn't a villain in this show. They're all likable characters, whether you're talking about her friend, Lou, the love interest, Benjamin, her parents, Benjamin's sister and boyfriend, who definitely, I think, I think uh, Benjamin's. I heard that boyfriend. Amy, is that Amy and her relationship? Yeah. That yeah. that relationship is almost more fun to watch than the... Yeah, yeah, because the, the boyfriend the is really two. dumb. <laughs> like, and he gets... Did you recognize the boyfriend? Yeah, let's get into the casting. So yeah. you like the casting, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, you like Maggie, Rebecca Rittenhouse? Yeah, where, you, where have I seen her Into the Dark, the body, the first episode oh, of Into the Dark. Oh, okay. She was the main... <laughs> she also played Maggie there. The same same name. Yes, not same <laughs> character. Uh, and then, yeah, the other people. Um, Yeah, Benjamin. I okay, know that I've ben. seen him before, but I do not know where. I mean, he was in a Nickelodeon show called The Troop at one point. Okay, yeah, main character of The Troop. Wow. Yeah, no, I remember that. Nick at Night, I believe. Yeah, uh, I was wondering yeah. where I'd seen him. I was like, I know I've seen this guy in, like, one role before. But, yeah, The Troop, like, premiered, I think, back in, like, 2008 to 2010. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised you knew that. Um, and then there's also Pitch Perfect. He was in that for like one of the movies. And then you have Lou, who is kind of like a ditz. <laughs> I feel like. And that's he, her best friend, Maggie's yeah. best friend. She reminded Has she known her very long? Or? Yeah, it seems like they knew each other like since they were kids or so. Uh, Nicole Sakura, she's from Shameless. She was Lip's girlfriend in one of the earlier seasons. And then in Superstore. Oh, yes. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had glasses in that. I don't mm-hmm. think she has glasses in this. Yeah, she was like in the fourth and fifth season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Jess, that's Ben's girlfriend. Yeah, Chloe Bridges. Right. I didn't recognize her from my. She's been in a lot. The Final Girls, Pretty Little Liars, Insatiable, Forget Me Not, that movie that came out in also like 2009-ish. Yeah. And then her parents, I'm not sure I got the names for them. Chris but... Elliott? You didn't recognize Chris Elliott from no. Groundhog Day, Shit's Creek, How I Met Your Mother? No. Oh, wait, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then, but what about what about uh, Maggie's mom? Uh, nine one one Reno nine one one. Okay. And then, like I said, we have Amy and her boyfriend, and we don't see a lot of them this episode. Like they're there for like one scene or so. Did you recognize her boyfriend? Because that's the person you would. No, he reminded me of Jason from The Good Place. Okay, Leonardo Nam. He's from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. He's also from Westworld. He played one of the two doctors that woke up Maeve. Oh yeah, no, yeah. one of the main ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he also voiced in Pacific Rim: The Black. 
So okay. you wouldn't yeah, recognize so. him from that. <laughs> However, like, yeah, he's a funny dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, and then, again, he was my favorite character. And so their relationship is like they're like super duper in love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to the point where they're trying to plan their wedding, but they just We're can't crazy, yeah. stop having sex. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Do we, all right. How much of that is implied? How much of that is shown? We don't see anything. It just like it's like they just like cut away. Saying. They're like, it's oh, man, implied. again with us. It's pretty implied. And then, yeah, you have Angel. He's definitely the most, I guess, optimistic of everyone. Like he's definitely. Yeah, she's not hiding her abilities and he is like her mentor. Yeah, I was glad that they didn't go with that where it's like Maggie had to end up like saying that she wasn't a psychic or acting yeah, like Yeah, but what is psychic. his job though as a mentor to a psychic? It literally, he just reads her future. Oh, so he's the psychic that you were talking about yeah. before where the psychic has the psychic. Yeah. He's from uh, Grey's Anatomy, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 13. His <laughs> name is Ray Ford, but the funny thing is in Grey's Anatomy, he's been on the show for 14 years, but only like an episode a season. And, uh, <laughs> and he plays this character called Ray the Paramedic. Wait, so, so I like how his name is the actual name of the character. So the there's show. like one episode that focuses entirely on him. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like a five-year break between times. He'll just pop up there once in a while, I guess, when he needs a job. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the name Maggie, okay? Yeah. The name Maggie had its peak popularity in 1880, between that time and 1910. That's when it was it in the top like a 100 name. favorite choice for girls. The name fell off the top 100 list in 1911 and has declined in usage until 1970. And then it started okay, going back up Okay, so that's why again. it seems kind of, yeah, that's why it seems so, like, because I know a lot What's of What's the Maggie's. most famous Maggie you can name just off the top of your head? There's Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith was the one that I was thinking Dame of. Maggie I Smith. just can't remember, yeah. Uh, there's Maggie Q. There's uh, Maggie Simpson. Do you know how Maggie Simpson got her name? <laughs> no. Okay, so Matt Groening, um, he used his sisters, his younger sisters, as Lisa and Maggie. Mm. And then he, I guess, called himself Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a game. There have been other Maggie TV shows in the past Mm -hmm. and maybe the future, but one of these is false, and I have four different Maggie TV shows, right? Yeah. Maggie 2024 is a Walking Dead spinoff series on AMC following Maggie Ree, played by Lauren Cohen. Maggie was a 1998 sitcom starring John Cusack and Joan Cusack's other sibling, Anne. Hmm. A wife of 19 years with a 17-year-old daughter has a midlife crisis when she gets a job at an animal clinic and develops a crush on a vet. Okay. Maggie was a 1981 sitcom revolving around a tormented housewife as she copes with her life with her husband and three children in the suburbs of Ohio. Funny note about that one. One of the kids in that show was a 16-year-old, but he was only ever referred to and he was never shown because he was always in the bathroom. And then I think I've heard I think I've heard something like that. Something Maggie, like that. well, that was the ha- happy days thing where yeah. it's like after a while the basketball guy just disappeared, the older brother or whatever. Still looking for it. Maggie was a 1981 British series centered on teenager Maggie McKinley, a teenage girl growing up in Glasgow. So we have Maggie the 2024 right. Walking Dead spinoff. We have Maggie the 1998 sitcom. With Anne Cusack, we have Maggie, the 1981 American sitcom revolving around a tormented housewife, or Maggie, the 1981 British series centered around a teenager. Given that I was on the Walking Dead's page yesterday and I saw nothing about a Maggie spinoff, I think that that's the one that's false. Well, then you're correct, (laughs) and you used reason to get there. Yeah. Um, so believability index on this show though, originally it was intended, you said it was like an AMC show, right? ABC or NBC type comedy show. That's what I meant. Yeah. So originally it was intended to be on ABC, but they dropped it or they 
punted it over to Hulu. Mm. It was supposed to be aired May 2021. So it's been over a year since it was originally supposed to air. Did they, it has the pilot, is the pilot over a year old? I think the whole show is. Wow. Yeah. So I think what happened was that ABC had shows like Abbott Elementary, Mm -hmm. and then they were like, we like this. (laughs) And they decided to keep that over this. And then Hulu kept it, I guess, because they were like, we're not sure what to do with this quite yet finally released it i was surprised to see that this show was 13 episodes it seemed like it was only going to be like eight if it was originally intended for abc that makes uh, yeah that, it sense, makes right? more sense yeah it was based on a short film from 2019 created by tim curcio we already talked about that mm-hmm. but tim curcio got his start in ucb UC, okay student. yeah and then the showrunners are maggie mole and justin adler from life in pieces Life and in Pieces being that show that came out right, two years ago and did, I didn't know it was doing so well in the second season and they like changed the time slot and then it went away from the Big Bang Theory like before it was like the Big Bang Theory followed by Life in Pieces and then it got flipped up or something like that and so because because of the time slot change the show got screwed over basically well that's what some people say but like originally it had a huge following and then by season three and four it kind I of remember the off. promos for it yeah. yeah and then the first episode of Maggie is called Things Begin Where They End. Is there anything interesting about that to you? I was confused by that title's name because I didn't really understand. Sounds to me like a fortune cookie. So then I went into the other titles for this season. It's not really a spoiler. And they're all fortunes. Something that like prophecies. Oh, yeah. You know what? It might have actually been a fortune cookie. They eat Chinese and they look at fortune cookies. And I think that might have been one of the fortunes. Yeah. One of the episodes (laughs) is called The the fortune you seek is in another cookie. So yeah. they're, they're pretty on the on the nose with yeah. it. And then the ending episode, since the beginning episode is called Things Begin Where They End, the ending episode is going to be called Things End Where They Begin, which I assume you'll be watching, right? Because you really like the show? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's the most mediocre show that I've ever done for this podcast. Interesting. It is just the most middle of the road. I definitely didn't hate it, but it's just, it's so simplistic and like it just, it's narrative. Would it be better if she talked to dead people? Because that's what psychics I've always just considered like a thing. <laughs> like do a sixth sense type of thing? Like if that had been her power is not the fact that she's using it for dating advice. Would but have like, been kind of morbid. haunted. Well, it'd be more like True Calling there. Did it remind you of any other shows than what you've talked about so far? Because I've seen it a lot related to like How I Met Your Mother. The main premise of the show is that Maggie does a reading for this guy, Benjamin, who was hitting on her at a party. And she's hired for the party to be a psychic. Uh, And then when she does the reading, she gets like a vision where she marries him. Or so we think. And then in the end, how she, do you think that like, is the veil just over her face? The veils. Yeah, exactly. The veils over her face. And you see that like, she sees herself in a mirror with him in the background oh. and she's like, oh my God, she like freaks out and runs away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on they meet uh, because Lou had a date uh, at a bar that like, I think ended up breaking up with her or something like that. And then she because did, she's a klutz. We don't actually see the breakup. We just see her in the bathroom crying. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Maggie and her walk out and run into Benjamin again and then benjamin and maggie end up hooking up and the next morning maggie was about to tell uh, him like hey i saw this vision where we were married but that we- seems like it's going full throttle like i don't know if he'd believe a that she's psychic for real i know even though that's her job but like, i mean this, he seemed to believe it, it at seems first. You know, like when people tell you they love you on the first date, like that trope. Yeah. It feels like she's going in pretty head first. Well, and that's where I can relate it to How I Met Your Mother. Because Ted in that first episode, I remember, goes for Robin pretty hard. Yeah. And that's kind of the... And so, like, if she had done that here... But the thing is, is that, like, when she kind of touches his hands again, she gets another vision. Almost like an angle change and sees that the person that was in the wedding dress wasn't her. 
<laughs> and then does she see who it is like she gets a very good look at the person yeah but we don't but we haven't seen her so far in the episode all right six weeks later uh she's at her house because she needs to let the new tenant in with louise and who shows up but not only the person that was in the wedding dress but ben and they're going to be the new neighbors next door and they're dating yeah they're, they're, they're was dating. ben dating this lady before he met uh maggie i don't think so i think that was so they just met and they decided to move in together within a couple weeks and she's okay with ben still at that point like it feels like any dude who's like willing to jump into a relationship that fast and buy that maggie maggie's freaking out though because she's like all this stuff is going on and she's like is there that awkward like oh i've never met you type thing yeah yeah in fact uh ben's girlfriend is like oh you guys know each other and ben's Mm -hmm. like she did a reading for me you know that type of thing oh yeah and they don't 100 percent lie but yeah does the girlfriend um seem like a nice person yeah for the most part i mean I, like i so said maggie, there's no villain in the show it's all likable characters yeah but maggie the will they won't they thing that is with those two she has to get involved with someone who's dating not a monster but dating someone who's also nice yep that's, basically. that's tough and then yeah she like she ends up going to her house is freaking out about it lou has a heart-to-heart with her and then they all end up having dinner including her parents uh, like out in like this balcony type of area and and that's Cheers. yeah and maggie there's a quick scene with her and angel where angel apparently sees something when he does a reading and um, maggie asks what it is and he's like oh well you're out of time i'll tell you next week and that's where the episode ends <laughs> it ended very abruptly i'll say that <laughs> who's who's better at reading is is angel a better reader i imagine her? angel would probably be the better reader since he's literally like do you think they her. could ever battle it out in any way I the superpower see. aspect is always more intriguing to me than like the love plot you know yeah um, but that's what this show is just that's what the show's full thing is mm-hmm. it just is the love plot and you think that by the end it's going to be pretty clear that ben and maggie are going to be together i assume so and i think that if it's going to go for multiple seasons they're probably going to end up together and then like get divorced or something just and to keep the will they will they thing alive and there's no other guys involved in maggie's life right now so far no okay and the humor in it is like self-deprecating i've heard and there's a lot yeah. of like quips and sarcastic remarks and stuff like that it had a very snarky tone actually that was one of my cons about it <laughs> kind of too too sarcastic maggie some sometimes yeah especially when she's like first speaking to benjamin like benjamin is trying his hardest to like air a number and actually hit on her and maggie is just completely sarcastic the whole time talking about how he has to like sign up to get a reading i mean that's flirting and yeah but like i mean it could kind of it came across a little bit like unlikable at least at the beginning and but ben didn't find it that way right no (laughs) okay (laughs) well that's what matters uh to me it reminded me of those like shows that come out every so often where like the main character gets an omniscient power or has one and they mix it with their love life. God friended me. <laughs> Early edition. True calling, which I already said. Zoe's extraordinary playlist in a way. And then Good Luck Chuck the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't seen Good Luck Good Chuck. Good Luck Chuck, the plot is that he has sex with women. And, and then immediately they, they find. <laughs> yeah. The plot of the movie is that he has sex with different women. And then they immediately, after him, find their true love. <laughs> okay they they go out and the mysterious universe works in the way it does he loses out on being able to date the person ever again because they just go and they spontaneously meet the well, love it was, of it their was a life curse. it was a so curse put on him the right? curse yeah. is that he'll never find his own love but that these women so yeah he, there's this big line that appears at one point and he, like even i think his secretary <laughs> shows up and is like you have to so that i i really want to find <laughs> And so, like, it's more just a chore for him than anything. Yeah, so that's his power. But, wow. 
God friended me just ended, right? I don't know. Like, it must have ended. I think he was, like, finding a date, though. Like, I think God did find him, find, help him find love in Well, the show. plot to that is just the fact that God sends him a friend request on Facebook, right? That's the beginning part of it. But, like, then he starts sending him on chores to do. Like, you have to like, help you have this to lady go, cross yeah, the street? you gotta go help this lady cross the street or else she's gonna die. <laughs> no, that's what he does. He saves people's lives. And then his dad is, like, a priest and he doesn't believe him at first. And then he convinces him or something like that. Early edition is very similar to this because he gets a paper uh, for the next day. So he's able to tell the future, uh, the immediate future. And then oh, he saves be, people's that'd lives. That'd be crazy. That'd be, that'd be really nice to have. Yeah, and it's <laughs> delivered by a cat. Um, and then with, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I know that that one's like a mix of super ability, but also like it wasn't really super helpful for her, but it did get her a chance to kind of see where people's like minds were at. Right. Her brain was just, I, I don't know that one. I, I, it's the least connection. However, I feel like that's a better, well, no, like you were show. saying, it kind of has that whole, it has the Eli Stone feel to it. Yeah. And the, well, they won't, they aspect. Uh, I'm glad there is no laugh track, like I said. And the show's creators said that Maggie's ability is a metaphor for our hunches, our gut feelings, our experiences that we're forced to navigate in life. That's where the connection to Zoe's uh, Extraordinary's playlist kind of comes into play for me. Do you want to hear the reviews or do you want to say anything? Uh, I would I just give it like a 7 out of 10. If this, if I were to watch the second episode, I'm sure I probably wouldn't hate it. But 7 out of 10 is pretty high. Yeah, no, like I said, it, middle of the for road. For a sitcom? It definitely didn't fail. So, yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, the main criticism is that it's dull. It's a little too drawn out, outdated, formulaic temp template. You kind of hear the same sort drawn of... Drawn out is weird because I, I even have in my pros the fact that it's pretty short. It's like 22 minutes each episode. I think the idea is that because it's 13 episodes and you can kind of guess that it's going to follow the mm. same sort of pattern. Where that, it's going to go. Yeah. It, not just predictable pattern, but also maybe the jokes just kind of are the same every episode. <laughs> Um, but again, you only watch the first one. We're not sure what happens. We can't speak for that. And then praised, it's been praised for its casting, a pleasant, kind-hearted feel. Um, and then, yeah, it's been compared to How I Met Your Mother. The best parts don't revolve around the romance, is what Hollywood Reporter says. Uh, Hulu already has How I Met Your Father going, so <laughs> that's kind of interesting yeah. how those will play off each other. It's also considered, or it's also been compared to That's So Raven, which I didn't watch that series, but she gets future flashes. Oh, right, yeah. Visions. I remember from the couple of episodes I've seen. But Variety, who compared it to that, also called it awkward and a little aimless. Well, it's supposed to be awkward, I feel like. That's where the that's where some of the humor comes from. You said play. situational, yeah. so like, yeah, the main character finds herself in situations that, like, her, exactly yeah her ex-lover shows up at the doorstep to her parents duplex and wants to buy an apartment for him <laughs> and his girlfriend a couple weeks after they get over each other all right and then decider said skip it it said it's a quip factory what about like we're on tomatoes 70 percent on Rotten tomatoes critic score 92 percent audience score right now the imdb is too early to uh, tell okay. especially with this amount of like 50, 50 people have reviewed mm -hmm. it um yeah and so that's that's the majority of the reviews Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I agree with the Ron Tomato score. You said like 73% or so? 70%. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.